Well, good evening, everybody. This is Charlie, November Juliet, 7 Victor. And uh, this is the All Portable Discussion Zone. It's a bi-weekly live stream all about amateur radio portable ops. And my name is Charlie. And so with us tonight, our, this evening, I mean, is uh, our, our co-hosts. We have uh, Dan. And we have uh, Brian, uh, W7JET. And then, of course, we have uh, our, our guest tonight. There's quite a list we have. I'm pleased to introduce to you tonight's guests, which are, uh, I'll just go in random order. We have Bob, K0NR. And uh, Bob will be talking to us about the 14er event. We've got Matt, K0MOS. And he's going to be talking about the 10-10-10 challenge. We have Dan, N-O-D-E-T. And uh, Dave is Dave is going to be talking about, not Dan, Dave, he's going to be talking about the 1010 challenge as well and just interjecting what, whatever else needs to be uh, said. We have Mike, KN6EZE, and he is going to be talking about the uh, SoCal Soda Fest. And then we have ATN, and uh, he is going to be talking about uh, the Pacific Northwest stuff going on. So, and of course, we have the uh, regular characters in the chat room out there. Uh, always uh, a joy to have you as well. And uh, so we're happy you could all could join us. And so let's get going here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, everybody and what we've been up to the last couple of weeks and uh, just kind of get a little intro. So why don't we start with Brian? Good afternoon, everybody. I uh, see I've been, I've been pretty busy. We had uh, lots of stuff going on locally with the club. As, as you guys know, I'm the, uh, the VP there. So responsible for a bunch of different things. A lot of soda, too, as well. I, my uh, new job. I overnight quite a bit, or not overnight, but I have long sits in uh, areas that are great for doing soda around Arizona. So I've been uh, on a couple of summits up in the Prescott area last uh, last few weeks. I've only been able to get one band in though, because it seems like every time I get about uh, getting ready to switch, the afternoon thunderstorm decides that that mountain is the one it's going to start uh, grumbling at. So I got to bail out and go. So I think uh, I did only forty on Mingus last week, or and uh, this week I did only twenty on Spruce Mountain. Week before, I uh, was up in what Payson, I think, and uh, got uh, two summits up there and actually hit my uh, hit 2,000 points. So that was pretty cool. Oh, That's yeah. about it. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, monsoons are, uh, are interesting here in Arizona. Okay, Dan, go ahead. Oh, hi, everybody. Um, not a lot of soda stuff uh, going on lately, but I uh, have had an opportunity to do uh, quite a bit of chasing, uh, which has been uh, kind of fun and a little different for me. Uh, looking forward to going out this weekend and uh, actually being on a summit. So uh, that'll be nice uh, to get out and uh, enjoy a summit for a change. Okay, great. So uh, then uh, I've been, I, I went ahead and did a uh, activation or two of this uh, just yesterday. There were some ones that I hadn't done before. It was a couples activation, a joint couples activation. So uh, me and Sandy went with uh, our friends, uh, Lisa and uh, Joe, uh, John and, and uh, operated uh, from three different summits. It was a lot of fun. And uh, so you know, let's keep him busy uh, ch uh, chipping away at uh, the next uh, milestone, I guess. All right. So let's let's get to the guests now. Let's start with, uh, I don't know, why don't we start with uh, Matt? Why don't you go ahead, Matt? Hey, Charlie. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, name is Matt, K0MOS, uh, QTH, lovely Boulder, Colorado. And yeah, I had a few nice trips this uh, spring and uh, just the last two weeks. Two trips to Utah, couple of activations, one absolutely gorgeous one, uh, Elephant Butte in uh, Arches National Park, and the other one 
was a long time on my list in Europe, in Austria, Switzerland, on the at the border called Chesa Plana. Finally, the weather cooperated, and it's in my log. Awesome. Congratulations. Nice. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's go to Bob now. Bob K0NR. Yeah, hi, everybody. Um, yeah, we just got back from, uh, Joyce and I got back from a trip to the San Juan Mountains. And it was kind of a combo, play around with the Jeep, do a little hiking, do some soda, do some poda, parks on the air. I think we only did one soda activation, but we did a, a couple different parks and, and and drove over a whole bunch of different mountain passes we had not seen before. So we, we had a lot of fun. Cool. All right. Now let's go to Dave. Hey, everyone. Dave and Zero DET. I uh, live here in Longmont, Colorado, and easy access to... Uh, all the mountains around Estes Park, a lot of soda peaks there, and Rocky Mountain National Park as well. So uh, I've really um, ramped up my activations uh, since last fall. I never really did any winter sodas in the past, but I've done some, I think, every single week this year, and uh, sometimes a couple of weeks. So um, getting more active and kind of refining my gear and my operations and so on. And, uh, of course, having a good time, right? That's why we're here. <laughs> For sure. Cool. All right, next is Mike. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, so I've been uh, trying to squeeze in soda in between uh, being a husband and a father. I've uh, been doing a lot of desert summits as of late and doing some experimentation with some new uh, portable solar options. So that's a lot of fun. Okay, cool. And then ATN. Yeah, uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, ATN, K7 ATN, based in uh, Portland, Oregon, although. Don't really have a shack here at home. Uh, we've been entertaining family and friends, uh, so not a lot. But one of the friends actually was uh, Daryl, WW7D, association manager and a good friend up in Washington. Uh, we ended up doing six summits uh, in, around, uh, in and around Crater Lake National Park a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was a highlight. And I was out again today. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I can't get out enough, can we? <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, so let's just get right into this. You know, we have an exciting weekend coming up and there is a lot of people are going to be out on summit uh, for various reasons, but let's go ahead and I guess, uh, let's go turn some time over to Matt, who is going to talk a little bit about the, the kind of the, the main reason I wanted to get everybody on and talk and that's uh, how he can just talk about it. So let me just turn the time over to Matt and uh, he can take it away. Okay. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, I'm trying to share my screen for a few slides. Uh, that's me. And let's see, there it is. There we go. So it's called the 101010 event here in uh, Colorado SOTA Association. And I just have, I prepared three slides to talk about why, when, and what, and just to make it clear that two different events, the 14er event has nothing to do with the 10-10-10 event, two different events just in the similar time continuum and uh, Bob is talking about the 14er event. So, believe it or not, I'm trying to get to slide number two. <laughs> Hmm. 
Here we go. So how it all started, uh, as many of you know that the Whiskey Zero Charlie Soda Association celebrated the 10th anniversary in 2020. And like the Tokyo Olympic Games, uh, it happens in 2021. So earlier this year, we had a Zoom meeting for kind of uh, the whole soda organization here in, in, in uh, Colorado. And I gauged the interest uh, for an anniversary event. And it seemed that a lot of people uh, were supportive of that. And we created a team, hashed out the details. Some of the team members are here. Bob is on the, on the team and Dave as well. And the event in a nutshell is we have an activated challenge, which is you have to activate 10, 10K summits in 10 days. So the whole event lasts 10 days. And if you want to meet the challenge, you have to activate 10 10K summits. Easy enough. Chase a challenge, you have to chase at least 10 different qualifying summits, 10K or higher within the 10 days. And the event date, it starts on Saturday the 7th, midnight here in Colorado, lasts for 10 days. And the first two days, the weekend overlaps with the 14er event. So if you go out for the 14er event, you automatically, if you go on a, on a 10K summit, you know, you already have summits for the 10, 10, 10 event. The, how, how do we do the, uh, the ranking? Uh, after you submit your logs to the SODA website for your regular SODA points, you send them in to our chief spreadsheet officer, Jim, and via email, and you see the email on, on the screen, and you see all the information on the Whiskey Zero Charlie Soda website. Uh, and he will post the daily results on the Colorado Soda website. Ranking is, uh, first criteria is the number of activated summits. And then we have several other, if there is a tie, we have several other criteria, so number of QSOs, and I can't remember the, the third one. Dave, if you know it, please chime in. And we have a really, I think, great prices, the top three in each category, so chasers and uh, activators will receive a photograph from uh, Dan Oldfield. He is a photographer here in Colorado and also a new soda activator. And he created a nice, colorful Colorado collection. And, you know, the first three of each category can pick their favorite print and blow it up to whatever they want to and autographed and all this stuff. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really looking forward to participating in this event. So I might catch one of these nice photos. Yeah, for sure. That's basically it in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, Did you have a, can you show us the, that? Sure, image? I can try. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, nice. So that's Dan Oldfield's website and that's the colorful Colorado collection. And you have to go there and, and check it out. Uh, he, he took some amazing photos uh, and that's just a few. He also is into uh, uh, hummingbirds 
<laughs> I really love his hummingbird shots. So uh, he might be willing to fork out one of those two. Very good. All right, let's see. Uh, any questions then from anybody? Uh, looks like uh, uh, somebody's asking if the, yeah, that is the 10, 10, and 10 event. And Steve just answered that. It's the 10, 10, 10 event. Completely different from the others, right? Yes and no. Yeah, it's, it's organized. Yeah, it's completely different. Uh, Bob will talk about the 14 event. That's a regular event happens for, I don't know, decades or two, the 10, 10, 10 event, first time ever, first in a decade, and the next one will happen in, in another decade, I guess. Okay, very good. Cool. All right. So any questions then for the chat or anybody before we uh, move on to Bob to talk about the next event that's going to be this same weekend or for part of it anyway? If not, let's just uh, turn it over to Bob then. Okay, great. Hey, Matt, can you pull up those, those slides? Give me a sec. Here we go. Uh, share. Yeah, share. so we really have two things going on. They're they're overlap, but I think they're, they're going to work really nicely together. In fact, I think the we'll see what the Southern California story is. I think that overlaps pretty nicely too. Go to slide two, please. Yeah, so this will help uh, visualize it. I, uh, we've got the Colorado 14er event on on Saturday and Sunday, and really I should have drawn the the 101010 uh, event as overlapped, but my drawing skills is with PowerPoint are insufficient. So, so the idea is it's all happening the seventh and the eighth, and then and then the 101010 thing continues all the way through the 16th, and so a really good uh, chance to make a lot of uh, uh, soda contacts. I think we're going to see. A lot of uh, summit to summit stuff inside the state, and of course, a lot of chasers from outside the state. Let's go to the next one. Can you go to slide three, Matt? I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> yep. Trying, but not <laughs> succeeding. Well, get it when you can. I, I'll just, right. I yeah. pressed pretty much every button I have, so <laughs> <laughs> let's wait. A so few the minutes. 14er event started back in 1991. So we're actually at 30 years on that. Wow. I was surprised. And it all just started with guys that like to like to climb the 14ers. You know, that's the 14,000 foot summits in Colorado. Sort of the official list says there's 54 of them. And, uh, and so we just went out and talked to each other um, with radios. And, uh, and so then at some point, I think it was in the mid-2000s, like maybe 2006 or seven, I, we said, well, this soda thing is so strong. Let's just go, go all in on soda. And, and really, the 14-er event is now just a, just a soda uh, activity. And it's always the first full weekend in August. And... That's uh, the seventh and eighth this year. And I think, uh, yeah, let's go to one more. Can I just one ask more. real quick while, while uh, I have you here, Bob? Bob, so you said that the 14er event, you, it was not a soda event to begin with, and it's about 30, year, three zero, 30 years old? Yeah, yeah, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, it predates soda by, by a long yeah. shot. Um, so whenever, right. yeah. I just had to make sure I heard that right, and and uh, so so yeah, so then the last uh, you you kind of picked it up around two thousand ish sometime, and and made it a soda event. Okay, got it. Yeah, 
And it, it's worked out really well. And the, you know, the cool thing about Summit on the Air is there's such a strong program behind it, right? All the so the Soda Watch uh, website, the Soda database, the scoring system. You know, we weren't going to try and replicate all that in Sweden. So let's just embrace it. And then then the other thing it does for activators, it gives them a lot more choices on uh, on summits. In fact, I've been really telling people, you know, look beyond the 14ers because because what's been happening lately in Colorado is the the 14ers can get really busy on the weekend. They've gotten they've gotten very popular. So so go someplace else. Go to a 13er or or whatever. So the 14er event has always used any any band, any mode. It does tend to have kind of kind of a two meter FM bias because a lot of the guys when it first started, it was, it was all about just go hiking with your HT and maybe take a better antenna along. Um, and we have uh, switched frequencies this year for two meter FM. We said uh, really wanted to line up with the North America adventure frequency on 146.58 and then also use 5.5 and 4.9. That's consistent with the Colorado band plan. And then uh, we did we do list uh, five two. You know that's kind of the standard place people go for soda. The problem is on on a weekend like the 14 or a weekend, if we all do that, it's just going to jam that frequency so badly uh, with all these mountaintop stations. So we're we're trying to you know get people to move off that. At the same time, um, you know if you're in a remote area, you, you may need to call on five two to 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 raise anybody. So go ahead and use it, but but try not to try not to hog it. Um, and then, yeah, ham14er.org is, is, the, is our website for, for more information. And I think, um, yeah, Matt, if you can, you can probably skip the next slide, maybe go to some of the pretty pictures. Um, the, uh, I was telling the guys, you know, one of the good things about doing a soda presentation, you, you, can, you can do some really great shots from, from the mountaintops, right? So here's, Here's a bunch of Boy Scouts uh, on, on top of Pikes Peak doing an activation. Let's go to the next one. There's uh, David W0ADV on Mount Elbert a few years ago. Uh, that's me on Chief Mountain, uh, not a 14er. And then uh, me on South Peak, not, not a 14er, but a really nice view there. And then there's our buddy Steve, WG0AT on Mount Hermon. Obviously not a 14er. That one's a little lower. My buddy Denny, KB9DPF on Pikes Peak one year. Got really socked in. Um, lots of clouds. It's pretty darn cold up there. And then Brad, real active uh, uh, soda activator on uh, Chavano uh, a few years ago. There's Steve again back on Mount Hermon with, with one of his goats. And me on uh, Mount Snuffles. That's a 14er. That's not during the four. Now it is during the 14er event. Yeah, Joyce took that picture. Yeah. And I think there's maybe one more. There's there's my favorite hiking companion and spouse. Yeah, Joyce. Pikes <laughs> Peak. That's the day she wrapped up her uh, mountain goat uh Oh, score that's nice. that's all, awesome. all vhf uhf no no hf yeah that's amazing that's awesome so and then there's the calendar again to sort of drive that home okay cool i had a couple questions for you and you guys also in the in the room here go ahead and if you have any uh questions as well why don't you throw them up uh so my question then is how many 14ers are there in the in colorado is there a lot there's not many there's 54 
That's I mean, actually, it's there's there's some debate about what counts because you know it's just like soda. What what's a uh, what criteria do you use for a unique summit? But the general commonly accepted list is 54, 14. Okay. okay, and a lot some of them probably have never been done, or have they all? Uh, yeah, they definitely have not all been done uh, okay. for soda activations. Some of them actually are, don't qualify for soda peaks because of the different uh, criteria on prominence, but but most of them do. Okay. All right. So, the, so before we move over to Mike and, and the other guys, uh, Bob and, and uh, Matt and uh, Dave, uh, thank you for, for presenting that and kind of clarifying, uh, there's the two events. Um, do you have anything that you would, you'd, you'd share with people who are outside of Colorado, as far as how they would participate, what your expectations are and how they might participate. And then also kind of talk about maybe how the people, how you guys there in Colorado coordinate everything. Do you, do you have some sort of internal list or, you know, how do you how do you how do you make it so it's a little bit more organized and just all everybody jumping up or is that how it is well f from the 10 10 10 event it's not organized at all uh, what people probably will do is when they put up a soda alert they put 10 10 10 event in the comments so everybody knows uh, they put participating in the event that kind of is an indicator you know for this event Besides that, uh, no, we try to keep our <laughs> workload on the low end so we can all participate in the event. That's how we do the ranking via email, just the activators, and we, we, we extract the chasers out of the activators log. Makes it a lot easier. So for the 14er event, we do we do ask people to sort of register. We have, we're out on groups.io and uh, and so we ask people, okay, let us know what summit you're going to be on because we want to spread out, right? We don't want to show up at the same spot. And, and you know, honestly, most most people do that, but a lot of people are kind of like, well, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to I'm going to decide at the last minute, and and they just kind of wing it. So you just never know who's going to show up where. Yeah. So do you? So you use the uh, the so you use the Soda website to to kind of determine who's on what site then. Oh, what, the 14 event, we use uh, groups.io, and we just have a little database there that lists okay. all the different activations planned. But but I think then for people outside of um, outside of the state or even inside the state, uh, be be using SodaWatch as, as the place to really see what's going on, right? You see people spotting, putting out alerts before they activate, and then, and then once they're on the air, of course, they're going to get spotted. Yeah. Two quick questions. Um, for both of these particular events, do you guys uh, anticipate a lot of uh, out-of-state two-meter contacts uh, for the events? And then secondarily, for the same for each event, do you, uh, do you think what's the predominant uh, mode that'll be uh, used? Uh, is it pretty much so going to be all CW ops or a mix, or how will that? Or will there be some SSB out there? Or? Well, I expect the same uh, distribution then for regular SOTA activations. So it's not going to be all CW because I'm out there and CW you don't want to listen to uh, when it comes from my radio. So it will be SSB. Yeah, but I think the majority the, is, is CW. For, for the first two days, for 7th seventh, seventh and 8th, then uh, you'll, you'll probably hear more 2-meter FM um, 
on the air that that weekend more more than average there'll be a lot of uh, hf operators though too and you know looked at the data in the past they tend to go to 40 meters 20 meters 17 well 30 meters if they're if you're doing cw that sort of thing um, it, it, yeah it'd be pretty interesting to try and see if we can't get a few contacts out of arizona into colorado on on two meters that would be pretty interesting yeah, we you know, we're probably, planning on being up on Towers Mountain that weekend. Yeah, we need a little little enhancement, I think, to pull that off. My 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 thrill last year was see what summit was I on? I don't remember. I was on um, a summit in Colorado, and I worked a guy in Utah that had uh, that had climbed up to one of the I think it was like a twelve k peak in eastern Utah, and that's the first time I ever worked Utah during during the fourteen er event on two meters two meter FM. Excellent. Yeah, cool. Dave, anything else? Uh, Wyoming is not hard to work uh, from northern the northern Rockies here in Colorado either. So <laughs> that's almost routine, the the mountains I, I hit up. But um, yeah, I expect, like Matt said, I, I imagine uh, other than the first week of distribution, probably be about the same as usual with CW sideband spread across. And then, uh, of course, you have your UHF pops as well. I plan to do a little of each, uh, not sideband. Uh, I only do CW on the HF side, but um, uh, certainly V and U probably were more emphasized on the first weekend, obviously for me. I've, I've got a number of guys that are uh, going to do 1.2 gigahertz. I've, I've been doing that and I haven't, frankly, haven't uh, had a lot of other people join me, but it looks like this next weekend, we've got maybe five or six summits will be on the air. With 1.2 gig, it'll be some nice S2S, and uh, so I'm hoping that's gonna that's gonna play out nicely. Cool. All right. Well, so uh, any other questions before we go ahead and move on to Mike and hear about what's going on over there? Yeah, sounds good. Oh, so yeah, so the uh, sounds like you guys got that all coordinated, where most of the time you'll all be on separate peaks, but you may run into a few where you didn't know about this person or that person on the peak, but. So that sounds fun. And uh, so I'll be uh, out in California with Mike. Tell us what's going on there. Hey, everybody. Uh, before I talk about the SodaFest, just wanted to thank uh, some of the folks on the call today uh, for the chases. It's always good to, to put a face to the call sign. Um, so yeah, uh, SoCal Soda is uh, the organization, our group, uh, really informal, started in uh, uh, 2020. And we're the baby organization. So uh, Bob, heard that you guys started in 1991. Uh, we're barely coming up on two years. Um, and at the time, there was a few other SoCal people interested in starting a similar type of group. Um, Southern California is kind of a unique place. There's a lot of active people, uh, everything from surfing to, uh, you know, to mountain climbing to hiking, um, just a lot of active people. And there's a huge interest, you know, in, in hiking just in general. Um, and that kind of goes right along with ham radio, I think, which is a great companion to hiking. Um, that's really how I got into it. Um, short, um, short story is, you know, I was going on a large hike, uh, up, uh, San Jacinto. So it was about 10,000 feet in gain and about 20 miles. Um, so an all day, um, sort of super hike. And my wife refused to let me go unless I had my amateur radio license. Um, and the trip was only, you know, three weeks away. So I, I crammed, um, and, uh, and took the exam, got everything done. Um, and 
I got it. I, at the time, I did not know what soda was. So I was just using the radio on the hike um, and somebody about 50, 60 miles away uh, answered my call and followed me up the mountain and was posting alerts on on my blog and everything like that. And I thought, how cool is this? You know, this is a really great tool to have out there. And, um, you know, a few weeks later, I found out that there was something called Summits on the Air. And I first thought was, darn, I should have activated San Jacinto. That would have been pretty cool. Um, but it sort of led into, you know, going into more remote areas. Um, you know, I had communication now on my side. Um, so, you know, whenever anybody asks me how I got into soda and uh, the soda addiction, I, I usually just say it was my wife got me into it. So you can blame everything on her. Um, so, yeah, soda, I mean, the SoCal Soda Organization or group we started in 2020. And in that time, we've grown to 185 members, um, you know, the past year and a half. Lots of discussion, lots of momentum. And one of the great things I think coming out of it is um, doing what the 14ers are doing and what we're doing in, in Southern California, which is just getting people together uh, who are who are hams um, on the same day to um, to celebrate something that we all love. And um, the Soda Fest, we're doing things a little different this year. Um, as usual, it's an opportunity to get as many people up to the tops of summits as possible. Um, but more than that, I think there's also an interest, you know, as we're as we're doing our hobby up on the summits is to get as many people in the community interested in ham radio. Um, I'm sure everybody here has had the occasional person come up to you and say, you know, what are you doing with that, you know, Yagi? And, um, you know, you might respond uh, as uh, Chris N1CLC does, I'm uh, tracking the lions that escape from the zoo and uh, kind of <laughs> let them <laughs> let them react to that and then explain to them what you're, what you're actually doing, um, which is, you know, summits on the air and making radio contacts. Um, and so I think, Personally, um, it's a great opportunity to get people interested in ham radio, um, especially out here for safety and, and just it's an amazing hobby. There's so much to it. Um, the more people that we can turn on to the hobby, um, especially younger people, you know, the, the better because um, they will definitely make great use of it. So um, SodaFest is very similar to the 14ers event. Again, getting as many people up onto summits at the same time as possible and making tons of summit to summit contacts. Um, I'm always hoping on actually um, getting one of the 14ers and I think I'll have a pretty good chance this year because in addition to the summit to summit activity, um, we're also gonna be doing a camp out in the beautiful Big Bear area, which has views of mountains, deserts, and oceans of, of Southern California. So it's just a great place to be, a great place to activate. And um, and so that it, we're sort of hoping that camp out serves as the epicenter uh, for the Soda Fest, but you don't have to go to the camp out um, to participate in the event. We have folks all over the place who are gonna be spread out, um, not just in Southern California, but um, you know Arizona and other places as well. So last year, last thing I'll say about it is, you know, we, we were, um, it was called the SoCal Soda Fest. Um, this year, we're just opening it up and just calling it Soda Fest. It's just that time, you know, to get everybody out, do lots of summit to summit, um, and encouraging folks if you're not in in and or around the Big Bear area uh, to try to get together with other hams, you know, um, and just meet meet people that you might have been on the air with. And so, really happy to hear that uh, Charlie, you're making the trip here on over to uh, to SoCal to join us. Yeah. We'll have a, a ton of fun out there. Cool. Yeah, for sure. 
just a couple of quick questions there, Mike. Um, Steve WG0AT had a question about uh, if your wife has her license as well. She indeed does have her license and um, she got it shortly after mine once she realized that I could talk to her, uh, but she couldn't talk back unless she had her license. Yeah. And uh, being a wife, she <laughs> definitely wanted to talk to me. And so got her license pretty shortly after. Um, also, my my eldest son ended up getting his license on the same day uh, when he was 13. He's 14 now. And uh, he is also a soda activator and will very likely be joining me at the, the camp out this year for the Soda Fest. Oh, great. And then another question I had was, uh, are, since you, know, you, you spoke about the public aspect of it a little bit and kind of a question kind of applies to, I guess, to, to all the different events. Um, are you guys preparing anything special for the the public that you, you're going to hand out or anything as far as um, you know what what the event is and what soda means and and things like that? You know we're we're not at the moment. However, that topic has come up in conversation, and um, the idea was to have some sort of a um, like a QSL card for the public, or even just a general QSL card that we could use for for soda that would have information on it. And um, someone sent an example of, of one of these cards and it was really great. It said something like, you know, sorry to disturb you up here on the summit. You may be wondering what I'm doing. Yeah, Here's Steve. What it is. Steve, yeah. And, yep. and I thought that was an amazing idea. So we wanted to do something similar, create something custom for, uh, for SoCal Soda, which would be really great. Uh, we have sort of the graphical part of it, but not the, the layout. So we may be... Uh, borrowing some of those ideas from steve yeah great that's a good, great question and uh matt and bob do you, either of you do that are you have any plans similar to that not no, for the event specifically idea. we're not we're not doing this year but uh it's a good idea yeah i think it is a good idea we got to think about that here in arizona as well yeah yeah okay uh any other questions then from the chat or uh or uh here's one i think uh, there we go. From Paul, uh, VK3HN, what's the breakdown of modes in use and does it vary across the states? Uh, he says here in southern, southeastern VK, there's been a definite migration from single sideband to CW. And I would say that's probably pretty true for here as well, but uh, I'll let some of the more experienced operators uh, take a stab at that. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, what, what do you think? Bob? I, I was. I was going to say. I think the, the the what happens is a lot of people that out doing soda figure out pretty quickly that sideband is a lot of work. Um, it, it is. It, it's pull, pulling in those those five contacts, and and especially when you activate with somebody else who does CW, even if it's not very good. Um, you look at that guy and you're like, well, he just made twenty contacts in like fifteen minutes, and I'm still trying to get number three on uh, on 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 phone. And you kind of get pushed toward, okay, I think I can do this CW thing. I think I'm going to learn it. I'm going to get better at it. And then it takes time. And then over a while, you start getting over, over that fear um, and apprehension of, of, of not doing it well. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're running at 20 words a minute and you're routinely running pileups on, on CW. And I think mostly that's what happens is people see the advantage of being the low power guy 
and being able to match up with a 100 watt station doing CW and they move over in that direction. Then it's mostly just getting past that fear. And I think it's mainly the the encouragement of, of everybody in this in you know in this in this room, people like us that, that are doing it on a routine basis and telling everybody else, hey, it's no big deal, man. They want to work you. It's it's not it's not uh, it's not the other way around. You're the DX. They'll be patient. Just just work. You just relax. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just to go along with that, Brian, we've had uh, a lot of people in the SoCal Soda Group have similar type of experience where they're hearing about CW from other ops. You know, they'll they'll go up on a summit, try the FM, try the Yagi, nothing will work, and they'll go back to people say, "Hey, what gives?" And then usually the first suggestion is, "Hey, why don't you try the CW thing?" There's reverse beacon. There's uh, the ability for you to get your signal out really far and and eventually people just catch on. So we have a lot of younger, new hams that just just got their license that are now, uh, you know, C new CW operators. And it's just it's great to see people sort of taking that uh, taking on that challenge. Yeah, since I've started doing CW, I've never uh, had a summit where I've not been able to get the, requ the required minimum five. In fact, I I've had as many as just on a, on a single activation, just doing two bands as much as 65, 66 contacts on, uh, you know, between 40 and 20 meters CW. And it's gotten to the point now where I don't even really carry my 817 with me anymore. I use a small UKIT's HB1B because I, first of all, I, I like the weight. And uh, second of all, it it does the job. I, I routinely have no problem activating, even on, on summits that are um, overloaded pretty bad with RF. The um, the front end of the U kits does does remarkably well. The only time I usually run into problems with it is when I'm uh, working with somebody on phone who's running like a uh, a KX two or KX three where they're running about ten watts, and it'll get into the front end of the radio a little bit. But otherwise, I, I do do pretty well with it. As a CW operator, um, I follow certain blogs. People talk about you know is CW dying out? Is Hammerdew dying out? These kind of things. And uh, I would say Soda has really promoted the use of Morse code, and I've had a number of people have come across uh, QSL cards or correspondence. Uh, I met Jordan WC6J a long time ago, back when he was a sideband operator, and he's a mountain goat activator in Northern California. And um, I hear him now on CW. I work him all the time. So it's promoted CW as well. Yeah. And there's a comment right there. He said just that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then there's another one. <laughs> Very I was glad that a lot of the CW ops took pity on my single sideband uh, operation and contacted me anyways. <laughs> yeah. If they want your points, they get to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. OK, guys, let's uh, move on then. And so so what we have, we have the W0C, or the Colorado 10-10-10 challenge we talked about earlier, August 7th through 16th. And then uh, a separate event, but happening at the same time, is the Colorado 14er event, August 7th through 8th. And then we just heard from uh, Mike. We have the uh, SoCal uh, Soda Fest, although he's calling it just the Soda Fest, uh, generally speaking, also August 7th and 8th. And now let's turn it over to um, ATN and let him uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, very good. Hey, thanks. It's uh, ATN, K7 ATN. And Boy, there's so many choices of things to present. And let's see if this actually works. Uh, someone let me know if it shows up on the screen. Nope, it, uh, I can see it on my screen. This is fantastic. Um, 
I just have a few things to talk about, about what we've done around Summit to Summit events in the Pacific Northwest and the event that uh, is being planned by someone else, thank you very much, uh, to coincide with the 14er event, the SoCal event. Yes, that's it, the Pacific Northwest, not quite 14er event, we have no 14ers. Uh, it's more like the 1400er, I think, for us. Let's see. Mount Rainier. Uh, yes, thank you very much. That would do it. <laughs> so I actually have a few pictures of our last Summit to Summit event in April. Uh, I tend to organize just one of these a year uh, and let other people organize others. Here's a KJ7 EHA on uh, a Larch Mountain. Uh, and we have uh, N7KOM on the catwalk. Uh, for the Devil's Peak Lookout. Uh, we're really happy if we can pick a spring day like April when it's actually not raining. We had pretty good weather for this one. Hey, that, Here's, uh, that last slide was Tim, isn't it? Yeah, that's Tim, uh, N7KOM, doing a lot of videos. He's Oh my gosh, Tim is amazing. Yeah, check out his YouTube channel. Tim is uh, doing some really amazing videos, especially that, that one uh, with the, what was that mountain? Which mountain was that with the snow and the... <laughs> the, the last one, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, was, I watched yeah. that recently. Yeah. So yeah anyway. he, he does a great job of this. And here's Britt, uh, KJ7 RPL. And like you guys noticed, there's a lot of KJ7s out there, a lot of new folks. Um, but here's some kind of a history of Summit to Summit events, uh, 2014 through 2021. You know, we called it the first one was the Urban Summit to Summit Party, then kind of a Lamont Valley. Uh, that's the area surrounding uh, Portland and Vancouver, uh, Washington. Uh, and you can see we had 13 activators on 10 summits, uh, then 10 activators on nine, um, all the way up until it's underneath here. I think we had 31 on 22 last April. Now, every one of these events actually had a directed net. I was the net director. Otherwise, the permutations you'd have to go through to let everyone work everyone else could take several hours. But if you actually manage it, you can get it down to about 90 minutes. We were a little short of that even with 31 operators on 22 summits this last time, they have to do, <laughs> they have to do what I tell them. Um, and, and in regards to uh, summit to summit event on a broader scale, since about uh, 2013 or so, uh, Phil, NS7P, and I have been promoting that in the Northwest, let's make sure and get on on August 7th and 8th or that second full weekend in August and work people in Colorado. Uh, there's indeed, as people have mentioned, not a lot of HF going on, but uh, Phil in particular has made it his, uh, his mission to set up on a summit, get there early, and work a bunch of people who are on summits, uh, on, uh, usually on uh, HFCW. Uh, one of the fun ones here, the second to the bottom in 2020, was uh, uh, you've had Roland on your show, K7FOP. We gave him a surprise mountain goat summit to summit party he did not know. Uh, that I encourage 11 activators to be on summits and give him summit to summit contacts for his mountain goat. Uh, that was a lot of fun and a nice surprise for Roland. Um, here is the results uh, by uh, Rachel K7NIT for our first uh, urban summit to summit party, uh, where she kept track of who worked who. Uh, and uh, 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 this really didn't make sense at the time, but wow, uh, it was. It can be really complicated to make sure everyone works everyone else. And when you have uh, 31 people on summits, it gets uh, quite hairy. Um, uh, here is a view of the last party and where you see a red print, a, a summit name and an arrow. Uh, 
Um, these, these are the summits that people occupied. Although strangely enough, my summit is not on here, but uh, that was Sheridan. Oh, wait, no, it is. There it is, Sheridan Peak. Uh, all the way down to Mary's Peak here, the highest point uh, in the Oregon Coast Range, uh, up to Silver Star and Larch Mountain, and even um, in a city park with a playground, Croon Hill here. Uh, Skyline Ridge also is a city park with a playground. We're fortunate that we have that kind of diversity in summits. Uh, but what I'm going to talk about now, again, I help organize one event a year. And if someone else wants to do an event, um, I help them make it happen. So this is by uh, Bill, K7WXW. He thought it would be sensible to have a Pacific Northwest, not quite 14-er. Uh, I guess it could be the 1400-er. <laughs> um, and uh, to uh, coincide with the SoCal and Colorado communities doing theirs an event, of course, uh, why not? We'll do Whiskey 7 Whiskey, Whiskey 7 Oscar, uh, as well as a summit, summit party. He wants you to pick a hill, send him the information so he can keep track of it. Uh, but number one, I think for a lot of people, and you guys have mentioned it also, post an alert on Soda Watch with your intentions with, in the comment line, the 101010 event, as Matt suggested, uh, or whatever event it is, so people can connect. Oh, this person's going to be on that summit. They're going to be on this frequency. I'm going to be ready to work them. Uh, these kind of smaller, I'm hoping smaller, informal events, we don't need a, uh, a directed net to keep it keep it straight. Uh, the only thing I would encourage the Bill to add to this is I think uh, your guys in Colorado will be on pretty early to avoid uh, thunderstorms. So um, um, we have to be in doubly early in order to make sure we have a chance to work you on HF. So that's um, uh, a quick, that's what Charlie asked for, a quick view of what's going on <laughs> with uh, summit to summit parties in the Northwest. Uh, our Northwest includes not just Oregon and Washington, although that's where most of the activity is, but Idaho, Montana, and British Columbia. Uh, recently, there was a small, I think about maybe half a dozen operators getting on mountains with two meter FM in Idaho. Uh, that's a big deal for them to collect that many people at the same time on summits where they can work each other. Uh, and we try to encourage that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. All right. Thank you, Etienne. Uh, let's, uh, uh, so for review, one more time, we've got, uh, let me put, do it again. We've got the 1010, August 7th through 16th. Then we've got the 14er, 7th through 8th. We've got the uh, SoCal Fest, 7th through 8th. And we've got the uh, Pacific Northwest, 7th through 8th. Uh, in Arizona, we're going to be up on a summit too. Uh, I know I am, and I'm gonna po I, po I post in the groups I O about this event, and I'm gonna uh, we're gonna encourage people to get out and participate as well. And I think that's the point. Whether or not you're in one of these areas where where you're uh, very organized or not, I mean Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, and Arizona. Even though we don't have an event right now, uh, we are gonna be out on summit in full force, uh, doing the same thing, getting those summit to summit points. And uh, but let me, I just thought I I wouldn't pass up the opportunity to mention that Arizona does our. Uh, summit to Summit uh, event in October, the first week in October. And the way, reason we do that is because it's hotter than blue blazes here in Arizona. And uh, and also because of the monsoon, like the thunderstorms, that they're usually kind of tapering off by then. So so that's when we like to do ours. Uh, it's it's a little different than uh, these other events. I mean, you got the 14er. It's kind of, ours is 
10 point peak, uh, choose a 10 point peak and then operate other 10 point peaks uh, throughout wherever, and mostly in just Arizona. And, and this has grown too to the point of uh, about 30 to 40 participants as well. I can't remember exactly how many, but it's pretty large. We've gotten people from Washington who have participated and uh, like uh, Josh W7UH. I, I wish I could bring up his picture. He's on top of a summit with the, you know, with gloves, uh, with the holes in them and trying to, you know, shake as he's doing uh, Morris code because it's cold up there in, uh, in October, isn't it? <laughs> So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. And then one more thing, if I can, this is my first time trying to share a screen. Let's see if it happens. Um, we have out in uh, the, uh, in the uh, uh, Georgia area, they don't necessarily do summit to summit events, although they, I, I heard from them when they said they, they're interested in maybe starting something like that, but they do the uh, fall camp out. That's the W4 soda fall camp out. So the uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee area. They do a, a fall and a spring camp out, and they post their information there on the reflector. And then I don't know if uh, if uh, Bob is still in the uh, chat or not, um, AC1Z, but uh, he was in, in the chat earlier, and uh, he uh, also was interested in maybe doing some sort of a summit to summit in, in Whiskey One land. So uh, this, this, all, this concept is really catching on, and uh, uh, so... Uh, I think I'm really excited about uh, what's coming up here this uh, next weekend, going to California and going to participate with them. But I certainly could have done it here in uh, in Arizona, or as uh, Steve says, I could have uh, went over there to Colorado. I could, but uh, my plans are already in place. So, all right, I think that's kind of where we were at as far as uh, everybody kind of contributing and and uh, letting us know what's going on. So, uh, any uh, any thoughts for wrap up or just kind of overall concept thoughts that you might want to share with those who are still watching. Oh, there's Bob right there. Why don't I, I uh, well, you guys talk amongst yourselves for a minute and let me see if I can bring Bob in. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Arizona event. So I, I've missed it the last, uh, last year. So I've, I've still got to go out and see if there's what 10 point peaks are available yet. So it should be pretty interesting. And I know there's a lot of participation from out of state, so that's uh, it's really great. It's a lot of fun these events to participate in them, whether you're on a mountain or if you're chasing. So it's all about uh, making that contact. Yeah, it's right. usually a zoo. A lot of fun. So yeah, I've never had uh, had a thought of like having a net control for some of that. Uh, I, I don't know how that well that would work for for us here in Arizona, but uh, I, I know on two meters it's absolute bedlam. Uh, <laughs> as soon as the event starts, man, it's it's hard to figure out who's talking to to, to who sometimes. So you never know. Yeah. One thing that we did uh, for last year's event that we're going to continue is having a, a designated uh, party line frequency, uh, which actually turned out pretty good. We didn't want to swamp five two. Um, so we picked a simplex frequency and, uh, it was just, if you're out there and you want to chat, you know, tune in and, uh, you know, WA nine STI and, and I got into a cool conversation and a lot of other people tuned in just to say hi. And, and, uh, that was kind of a cool, cool idea because, you know, normally our, our contacts are pretty short, uh, but the party line kind of allowed people to, to connect with each other and just kind of check in. So. I noticed too, uh, Mike, that a lot of the videos I see on soda for uh, people around SoCal, uh, a lot of two meter contacts, which is really cool. Sometimes that's a little more difficult here in Arizona because uh, the peaks are, you know, a lot of, you know, a bit further apart. But that's really uh, a good thing about California is there's a lot of peaks that are 
relatively close together and you can make a lot of good contacts. There's a lot of population centers that are right around them as well. Yeah, you'll have no trouble making contacts with a little, uh, little HT overlooking the LA basin. Yeah, no really your your uh, your your challenge is going to be uh, finding a uh, <laughs> an, an open frequency sometimes or, or someplace where you can actually make a contact. I had that experience on Takwitz when I was up there. So yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, so a, a question for the group here. Uh, we have about ten minutes left, but. Uh, so Pacific Northwest, Southern California, Arizona, Colorado, we obviously have uh, we obviously have all kinds of uh, peaks up here in that in the, over here in this side of the side of the country. Also, the Appalachians, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and up into New York and all that, they have them as well. But there's a big swath of of, of country in the United States right in the middle who. Uh, you know, they, they may not even be able to participate or even if they, if they do, it might be just a selection of one or two peaks that they might be able to get on for two points or whatever. But, uh, what do you have to say about those, uh, those guys and, and should they participate still or, or what do you think? Yes, of course. Yeah. More than so how can they? Yeah, well, jump on an airplane or drive your Chalupa to Colorado and, uh, join us on a 14er. I also, first thing that comes to mind is uh, W0MNA and uh, W0ERI uh, from Kansas. Yeah. And um, I think they're probably more active in soda than even most soda guys, uh, most soda people. So yeah. I would I would just encourage uh, folks out there, you know, if you're tuning in, tune in the bands that day, uh, look for an activator. Uh, you know, you'll, even on HF, CW, doesn't matter. You'll make a, a cool contact. And uh, I always enjoy seeing where people are at the cool spots that people visit um looking them up in the log and just kind of like wow you, you know you were there and, and i was sitting here all comfy so it's especially nowadays even you know if you're uh, a parks on the air activator and you're out in a park this you know coming up weekend man get on the air and we'd love to hear from you so it's it's a lot of fun to make you know contacts from Arizona and so SoCal, Colorado, all the way out and across the country, you know, all the way to the East Coast. Those are a lot of fun contacts right there. Yeah, I was, I was, you read my mind, Dan, because that's what I was going to suggest too. If you're, if you don't have the mountain, but you have the ability, go find a park and, and do parks because then you're, at least you're in like the spirit of the activity. You're out, you're portable, you're having a good time, you're using some, uh, you know, some gear, however you, you, you choose to operate something that, you know, commercially available or something you threw together quick in the garage and, and threw up on a, on a, you know, a shade structure in a, in a state park somewhere, go out, have a blast, get, get involved, phone, CW, whatever works for you, whatever you have and, uh, and, and join the fun. Um, I, I've done so that the, the POTA thing for me when I was still traveling for work was was something I would start do. I started to do just because a lot of times I'd be sitting somewhere, no summits nearby, but oh look, there's a state park. Let me go do that. And and I think this the coming up weekend. I think I think it's Mike's turn to turn on the propagation switch bright and early. So there should be <laughs> yeah. plenty of contacts to be made. Get on that, Mike. <laughs> so so mentioned W zero MNA. Um, so fun fact. So he's. He's actually the top chaser for the W0C uh, association. Uh, being in Kansas, he doesn't have an association there. So he, he's uh, registered as w, uh, W0C. And of course, W0ERI is right behind him. So those are our two top chasers. I, I know they're the top chasers in my log too. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah mine too. 
I'd so certainly say, of, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'd certainly say that um, uh, every every activator, I'm sorry, every uh, chaser is important uh, to me, certainly. And uh, I'll dig out every one that I can, and those I can't, I just can't copy. And usually the other guy's on a mountain, if that's the case, you know, QRP. But uh, every one is, is important. If, if you're sitting there, I'm not sure I'll bother. Um, I don't, I, I don't like to speak for everyone, but me, I want to work you. I really do. And uh, um, it's not so much about the numbers. Um, I just like the diversity of the contacts and the stations. And um, I like to look later. And there's a one of the sites uh, will actually map your contacts. And you can see, you know, here's me in the middle of the US, Colorado, roughly middle. And my contacts are all over the place and a couple of DX ones. And uh, every single one, I'd rather have uh, 50 something contacts that day because I put a lot of work in getting up and down these mountains. Uh, the Colorado guys and the California guys, well, the Arizona guys too, you know, even <laughs> we have some pretty rugged mountains to go up. Some of them are just two pointers, but uh, to come back with a logbook full of contacts, uh, I want to work everyone if you can. Yep. Yep. All right, guys, we got three minutes left. So let's do this. I'm going to, I keep hitting this, but let me just do it again just so everybody knows. W the the ten 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 challenge seven through sixteen August, complete. It's a different, but in conjunction with the Colorado fourteener seventh through the eighth as well. And we've got the uh, the SoCal Soda Fest seventh through the eighth as well. We've got the Pacific Northwest not quite fourteener seventh through the eighth as well. Uh, the Arizona guys are going to be on Summit this, uh, that weekend as well. But we also have our own ten point Manus October twelfth or October second. And then the uh, guys out east have their uh, fall and spring things to so check the reflectors. And so uh, uh, I think that ETN has one more thing to say. Yeah, you know, I, I keep wait, waiting for that scroll to cover. It's the ARRL 222 and up uh, VHF contest, UHF contest that same oh, weekend. Yes. So oh, yes. if you're going to be on a summit, take uh, 446 along because your handy talkie probably does that. Brian should have talked about that. Maybe make some people happy. Um, and someone mentioned 1.2 gig. That would make someone happy to make a contact with uh, on that band. Um, you know, who knows what you turn up? Uh, you got an extra handy talkie that does 222. You could take it along and see what happens. Um, no. That might make some people happy who are working the contest. That could 900. be fun. 900 is king that day. Uh, if you don't have anything below below 1.2, you want to have 900 because that gives you the most points. I. Uh, I'm actually Dan and I'll be up on uh, Towers Mountain participating in the 222 and up contest this coming weekend. And yeah. if you have 900, make sure you got that with you. You'll definitely make somebody happy. Yeah, the rules are a little weird, uh, as always with ARRL, but read them and uh, yeah, make someone happy with some contacts. Know your six digit grid square in advance. That would help a lot. <laughs> that will help. Yeah, so we're going to, I'm going to apologize right now to, we're going to go over just a little bit. So, uh, uh, those of you who are fans and uh, support uh, uh, Jason's channel, uh, Hamrito 2.0, he's going live here in about one minute or less. So go ahead and check him out right now if you want, if you if you guys need to drop off. If not, if you can hang around, probably another five minutes. Wanted to give Brian a chance to talk a little bit more about that contest and then uh, and, and then let uh, Bob, AC1Z, have a minute. So let's uh, let's go in that order and then we'll drop off. So yeah, the, the 222 and up con contest is pretty fun. Unfortunately, the way the ARL's got it set up right now, they don't have a portable category. So when if you're running QRP with handheld Yagi's up on top of a mountain, you're also competing with some guy at home running a kilowatt with the 24 element beam because um, they only have one category for a single operator. So it's a little tough to be competitive if you're in an area with a lot of those people. I'm, I'm 
uh, encouraging anybody that when they participate to make sure they put soapbox comments and telling everybody how this would be a great event for soda um, for soda people and get more people involved and that they should really add a portable uh, category to it. Um, 222, 440, 900, 1.2, all the way up into the uh, the gigahertz bands. Uh, 900 is, um, if you don't have giga, uh, stuff above 1.2, 900 actually provides the most uh, points if you are activating. The way the scoring goes is it's based off of your distance, and then there's a multiplier for the frequency. So uh, if you're when you work the grid, you want to have, it was pointed out earlier, the, um, the you know, your six-digit uh, grid. And... Um, it runs from 11 a.m. on, or excuse me, 1800 Zulu on Saturday, so 11 a.m. Arizona time Saturday, to 1800 Zulu on Sunday. It's just a 24-hour contest, unlike the uh, the the uh, two-meter contest and some of the other more traditional contests that start usually sometime Friday evening and run through late in the day on on uh, on Sunday. But it's a good time, and I, and it's it's a fairly uh, under participated in contest they they don't go by states they go by uh zone numbers um so if you look at the if you look for the information on the arl contest page it does a really good job of explaining what you're entering as and and uh and how to um how to set up your points i highly recommend if you can do some type of computer logging because figuring out your distance versus multipliers on paper it, it would be a lot so computer logging a good program like n1mm will we'll do all the work for you all you got to do is throw in the grid square the call sign the band and uh voila everything is done yeah cool and that again to reiterate that's the same weekend too right yep that is the same weekend yep all right well so uh we have uh uh let's see where is he he's in there somewhere oh he dropped out bob ac1z was there and then uh, all of a sudden he's not anymore um darn it well Let's just, uh, I guess, wrap it up here then since he dropped out. And uh, let's uh, go ahead and, and just everybody give uh, final thoughts and then we'll, uh, we'll say saranara. So I'll just uh, say for myself, I think that uh, there's an opportunity if you have any, any opportunity to get out portable uh, soda, poda, you know, whatever it is, this is going to be an absolutely f fantastic weekend to get contacts in your log. It's going to be really busy. It'll, it'll challenge you because you'll have, uh, you'll have to, uh, um, figure out how to get around, work around everybody and, and all the people that are on bands. So uh, let's go ahead and then go down over to uh, Matt. Okay, thanks, Charlie. Yeah, if you still have questions about the 101010 event or need some recommendations of a nice summit, shoot me an email. Check out the uh, whiskeyzerocharlie-soda.org website. It has all the information about this event. And go out there, have fun, and stay safe. Okay, and then uh, let's go over to, uh, to uh, ATN. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, if you uh, want to look at what's happening here in the Northwest around this uh, these, these dates, August 7th and 8th, it's qrpdx.org that has a splash page that shows you uh, what, uh, what Bill WXW would like you to do to organize for it. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to try to grab that and put it in the in the link here in the comments before we go. So let's go to Dave. Yeah, I just look forward to a fun weekend. And uh, following week, I'm actually taking time off from work to participate. So uh, hopefully good weather and uh, uh, everybody stay safe. You know, I work in uh, public safety communications and none of us want to be on the receiving end of a rescue or make the paper uh, headlines, especially with the word soda in it, right? Right. right. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, uh, Dan. Yeah, it looks like this weekend is the weekend to be out and to uh, get on a summit or chase from a park uh, and just uh, make a lot of contacts. There's a lot of people that will be out on peaks and uh, participating. So get on out there and give it a try. Look forward to talking to everybody. Cool. Mike? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to thank you, Charlie. Uh, I would just say to everybody, you know, get out there, make connections, make contacts, and uh, inspire people. And looking forward to meeting all the wonderful people that I've never met in person, including you, Charlie. Cool. Brian? I was going to say, yeah, it was a great panel. I enjoyed meeting, meet everybody and, uh, and, and chatting it up. I'm seems like we have a lot of people that were really interested in what's going on following the chat there and looking forward to next time. All right. Uh, you're going to wrap it up for us, Bob. All right. Well, hey, Charlie, thanks for doing this. This is excellent session. It's really cool to see all the different regions uh, doing similar things and, uh, you know, get off the sofa, turn on the radio, make some contacts and maybe go to the top of a summit. Yep. Okay. I guess that's it. Let's end broadcast then. Thanks again, everybody, for being here. Um, if you guys want to hang around after, uh, you can, or we can. you can just drop off all the guests. But uh, we're going to end stream now. So thanks, uh, 73, everybody.